So we started a new series three weeks ago. It's only been three. This is the fourth week. This should be the final week of this uh, series titled Prayer Principles. Oh, it's a little windy, huh? This series will help us pray according to how God wants us to pray, not how we want to pray, not how we think we should pray. God set everything up already. He, he made the system. He made the system so we can't make up our own rules of prayer. We follow his rules. So that's what we're looking at in this series because we want answered prayer. Amen? Answered prayer. Do we want, do we want answered prayer or do we just want to pray for fun? Well, I just like a praying for fun. I want answered prayer. When I go to God, I want an answer. Amen? And he's promised us answers, so that's a good thing. So we're learning how to get answered prayer. And the first week we, we started in John 16, 23. Very, very important to remember this, to know this. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. Right? Jesus said that Jesus is the name we need to use to sign our prayers. You ask in Jesus name and God hears that name. God hears the name of Jesus and he answers. Amen. And as I said in that, in that message, we don't, we don't use the name of Mary. We don't, we, <laughs> we don't pray to Mary. We don't pray to Peter. We don't even pray to Jesus, which, which is a mistake a lot of people make. Even Christians, they, they, well, Christians, they pray to Jesus. And Jesus said, pray to the Father in heaven in my name. So very important that we get that point uh, to use in our prayers. Two weeks ago, we looked at uh, steps to answered prayer, and we looked at Mark eleven twenty four among many verses. But therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's one of the biggest things we learn right now. We, we have to believe we receive when we pray. We don't just hope God's going to answer us. We receive the answer because we've prayed according to his word. Amen. A few more points we covered in that message, which... If you weren't here, I would highly suggest you listen to that message. It's a life-changing message about prayer. Uh, but we need to be specific about when we're praying, right? We need to be very specific. You don't want to be general in your prayers. You can be very specific with God. Our prayers need to be based on the Word. Talked a lot about that. Uh, we need to base our prayers on His Word, not on our thoughts on His Word, because what He said is what He's going to back up. Amen. He's going to back up his word. He's not going to back up on Susie's word. He's going to back up his word. Well, I heard what Aunt Susie said about God, and so I'm praying because Aunt Susie said that. No. Now, if, she, if she's correct, great. But make sure it lines up with the word first. Amen. Come on, that's, that's a big, big point. Uh, we also need to kick the doubt out. For answered prayer, you're going to have to kick the doubt out. You can't allow doubt to meditate on doubt. Uh, of course, in Hebrews, it says they did not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. They didn't get the promise of God because of unbelief. So if we doubt God, we're not going to get the answer. James tells us if, we, if we're doubting God, we're like the sea driven with the winds and tossed. And James said, let that man think let not, let not that man think he will receive anything from the Lord. 
anything. That's how important it is. Come on. If we meditate on doubtful thoughts that the devil throws at us, what we just talked about in the offering about our thought life, if we, if we allow his thoughts to meditate, if we meditate on the devil's thoughts uh, and his doubtful thoughts, then we are not going to get the answer. It, James made it clear as you can get. Let not that man think he will receive anything from the Lord. Wow. So, and then of course, the last big point we made that, that week was we need to give thanks for the answer when we pray. We give thanks when we pray. Amen? When we pray, we say, Father, thank you for the answer. Thank you, whatever you're praying about. Thank you for meeting that need in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you walk away from that prayer and you say, well, I sure hope God comes through. Forget it. He just negated everything you just prayed about. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, where, that's, where, that's a big key, right? We give thanks. Why? Because we got it. We pray it according to God's word. So we have it because God will answer his word. Amen. Last week, we looked at different types of prayer. The prayer of petition which is the main thing we talked about in the first two weeks, the prayer of petition, the prayer of consecration, we looked at, the prayer of agreement. Ooh, that was wonderful. That's powerful, powerful. Prayer of agreement. And we looked at united prayer. Then we did united prayer at the end of the service. We united in prayer for our community. And then uh, on Friday night, we had a wonderful time in here worshiping God. We talked about the prayer of worship and we did it. <laughs> Amen. We worshiped God, which is the prayer of worship is ministering to the Lord. Most time in church, I'm ministering to you. Most of the time, right? Most time. Now during worship, we're, we're hopefully ministering to God, right? Now some of the songs are just in general songs, right? They're just general. Like Victorious God would be more of a general song. Victorious God, you make us victorious, you know? But then we get into more worshipful things. We're, we're shouting to God. We're singing hallelujah to God. We're ministering to God. But most of the time in church, we're not ministering to God. So that's why we had that special night of prayer of worship. And so we worship God. And I tell you, we went, we went uh, two and a half hours. And it felt to me like five minutes. My goodness. I was down here worshiping God, Sarah, Judah, and uh, uh, Paige. <laughs> She's like... Dad, you forgot my name. <laughs> they were just worshiping up a storm, right? And I'm down front, just worshiping God. And I, I had a mic, so I sang some new songs down, on, down front. And Sarah was singing new songs. Paige was singing new songs. Come on. Woo! I'm like, I'm like, well, it must be about 6.30. I came up to say something, and it was like 7.30. I'm like, Huh? And then I came up at the end and I think it was 8.30 and I'm like, what in the, no, was it? We went two and a half, right? Two and a half. Yeah, 8.30, right. Yeah, we started at six, yeah. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> but as I said that night, when you get into the presence of God, come on, woo, five minutes. You, it feels like five minutes, but it could be five hours. Why? Because you're in eternity. Come on, there's no time in eternity. We're not going to be looking at our clocks in eternity. What time is it? What time is it? I got to be somewhere. I got to be somewhere. I got to time. What time is it? No, come on. Eternity. There's no time. There's no clocks. Thank God. There's no clocks. Aren't you happy about that? No clocks in heaven. 
But I got to be someplace at noon. I got to be someplace. I got to, oh, bleh. come on. There's no clocks in heaven. Come on. We are going to worship God for 10,000, 20,000. I don't think there's even years. Come on. But we're going to worship God for a long time. And it'll be like, we won't be thinking, man, it's been a long service. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> on Friday night, I, you know, I could have just kept going. Why? Because we're just worshiping God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we practice that one big time on Friday, uh, the prayer of worship. And today we're going to look at something a bit different. Now this, this is an essential part of prayer. We often don't think about it as part of prayer, but it's big. One big reason prayers are not answered. So let me start by asking you a question. Has anybody done you wrong? <laughs> Come on. Someone cut you off in traffic. Someone took, took the last piece of roast beef at the buffet. And you're like, that was my piece. You done me wrong, dude. I came to this buffet for roast beef and you just took my last piece. Come on. Maybe, maybe, just maybe someone's talked about you behind your back. Hmm. That ever happened? Nah, that never happened. <laughs> Maybe someone lied about you. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Have you done anybody wrong? <laughs> I hear you up over here. Most of the time, the first question's easy, right? You're going to think of everybody who's done you wrong. Woo, oh, yeah, I remember, oh, yep, 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 I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And I, oh, man, that. And, oh, man, that. And, woo, come on. Let me say, what have you done wrong? Well, I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good guy. You know, I, I, I. Come on, we draw a blank, right? We draw a little blank right there. But I tell you what, uh, let me assure you, uh, we have all done some major wrong. If you don't know that, then you don't know what sin is yet, right? And probably you need to get saved. <laughs> I, I always say this, if, if we knew how dirty and filthy we were without Jesus, that makes us love Jesus a lot more when we understand how, how filthy we are. Come on. God said, what is it, Isaiah? He said, your righteousness is as filthy rags before me. Everything we do on our own, come on, to be right is filthy, stinking before God. He's like, whoa, whoa. Come on. <laughs> We've all done a lot of wrong. Amen? Can you agree with that? If not, you probably need to get saved. Probably need to get Jesus if you haven't realized how wrong, how much wrong we've done. So God forgives us, thank God, woo, of our wrongdoing. Amen. He forgives. Through Christ, we are forgiven, right? The blood of Jesus shed for us. Come on, Jesus took the punishment of sin for us. He took all of the punishment that we deserved, all of it. Woo, thank God. <laughs> thank God, amen. He took it all. And of course, we know he rose from the dead for us and he's alive. And then what? He gave us everything he inherited. We are what? Joint heirs with Jesus. That's forgiven. Amen. That's when God brings you in. He forgives you. He says, it's all yours. Remember? Remember the prodigal son came home, but the other brother said, dad, why are you treating him so good? He lived in sin. I'm a good guy. Why do you treat me better? He's like, you could have everything. It's all yours. Have a party anytime you want, man. It's all yours. That's what God says to us. It's all yours in Christ. You've been forgiven. 
Amen. We are blessed. Are you blessed? All right, just check it. <laughs> you can't get more blessed than being a Christian. I don't care. You know, all these rich billionaires, if they don't have Christ, they aren't even blessed yet. Well, I got 42 billion in the bank. Bezos or whoever, I don't know how much they have, right? I got 42 billion. You, if you don't know Christ, you're not even, you're not even, you're not even blessed yet. Amen? You ain't even blessed yet. Come on, you got to come into Christ and then you are blessed forever. That's the best blessing. There's no higher blessing than being a born again, spirit filled, on fire believer for Jesus. Come on, there's no higher blessing than that. There's nothing better than that, right? People seek money, they seek stuff, they seek everything else except Christ. Have you noticed? <laughs> Come on. But in Christ, man, we are blessed with everything. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't, I don't know. Are you in Christ? Do you know Jesus? Hello? You can make it. Because he's got everything. And he's not running out of anything. Amen? Is God running out of anything? Come on. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. That's blessed. You can go through 42 billion. I know it's hard to believe, but you can. <laughs> I'd still not be happy. You know, buy a couple yachts, buy a couple mansions. Oh, I spent 42 billion. Come on. But God's got a supply for his people. Come on. God's always got a supply for his people. I like to think about it all the time. I think how, you know, Jesus needed the donkey to ride into Jerusalem. It was prophesied he'd ride in Jerusalem on a donkey. And when it came time, come on, when it came time for him to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, guess what? The donkey was right there. He said, boys, go get that donkey over there. I've got to ride in Jerusalem. They're like, that's not our donkey, Jesus. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just go ask him for the donkey. He'll give it to you. You're fine. All right, Jesus. All right. We, can wait for the donkey. we need to borrow this donkey here. Uh, <laughs> sure, take it. Oh, okay. Come on. The need is supplied. Come on. The need is supplied because we belong to God. Come on. We got to see things properly, saints. We got to see ourselves as children of God. I am a child of God. We haven't done that one long time, right, sir? I am a child of God. Come on. If we're children of God, come on, what don't we have? Hello? <laughs> Should we be worried? Did you, what did you, why did Jesus say what he said? Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about a thing. Why did he say don't worry about a thing? Because if you're in the family of God, you're taking care of Hey, man, come on. <laughs> come on. Isn't this fun? I'm having fun. <laughs> come on. If you're in the family of God, you're on God's side. You're in God's family. And I tell you what, the need will be supplied. Come on. And part of that is prayer, what we're talking about, right? Part of this is prayer. When we go to God and we say, Father, I need you to help me with this. He's not gonna, he doesn't say no. Amen. Go to his word. He said he'd supply every need. So he, it's right there. Go to him with his word. Father, you said this. 
Amen. Just like healing, just like anything in the Word of God, right? Protection. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The angels of God are encamped right about me. Woo! Father, you said with long life you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. That's going to God with his word. Woo! We got, we got everything we need, saints. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, we're completely forgiven. That's what we were talking about, right? We're forgiven. I was going, I'm going on rabbit trails. That's okay, right? Sometimes the rabbit trails help, help more than anything. Now, wouldn't it be horrible if we did not forgive people after what God did for us? That'd be horrible, right? Yet many do that, right? They hold on to grudges. They hold on to pains. They hold on to hurts. Come on. They live their whole lives thinking about the wrong done to them. And it rules their life. Daily. Daily rules their life, right? My, my pastor told a story for years about a, a, a man he knew, like a 40-year-old 40 40 -year man he knew. By the way, I'm almost 50. Can you believe that? I know. I feel like I'm 15. It's, I don't understand it. <laughs> Mom and dad are online probably going, yeah, he's almost 50. A 40-year-old man, every time my pastor talked to him, the conversation always came about to how his parents ruined his life. His parents ruined his life. He's 40 years old. My parents, you know, my parents, if they hadn't done that and they hadn't done that, then I tell you what, I, you know, I wouldn't be in this spot right now for my parents. Woo. Ouch. Come on, that, that is a mess. Still holding on to hurts and you're 40 years old, blaming your parents. Ooh, that's sad, right? That's sad stuff. But many live their lives thinking of the wrong done to them. That's not how we're supposed to live this life. Christians definitely, definitely should not live that way. Amen. A lot of people live that way, but, but Christians are not supposed to be blaming others. Now, I'm not here to make light of hurts. Amen. Uh, there's people here that have probably been abused in, in, in some capacity, emotionally, physically, some way been abused. But the problem is when we let that hurt control us and run our lives. I've had this quote I've read several times through the years. Forgiveness does not mean condoning what has been done. That's not what you're doing when you forgive. You're not condoning it as good. It means taking what happened seriously and not minimizing it and drawing out the sting in the memory that threatens to poison our entire existence. You get that? The stinger has to be removed. Right? We, we still have the memory of it, but the stinger has to be removed, like the bee. Come on, you get that bee stinger, like, Move, remove the stinger. The hurts need to be forgiven because we can't hold people in debt. What Paul, Paul said, oh, no man anything except to love him. He didn't say we owe him uh, unforgiveness, if that's a word, <laughs> unforgiveness. You look that one up. I'm not sure if it's a word. Unforgiveness, but you know. Come on, we can't hold people in debt. That's sin. Come on. Holding people in debt is sin. Well, they wronged me so bad, I just could never. Oh, I just can't forgive. They wronged me. We're holding them in debt. That's sin. Hello, anybody out there? Come on, what's that going to do? Who's it going to affect? 
me, right? If I'm holding someone and I hurt by them and 